live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM, 1400 AM from the historic studios of WSPG on Garner Road in Spartanburg. I have two lovely faces staring back at me this morning. I wouldn't quite go that far. Don't, don't stretch it. Well, <laughs> good morning, Greg. How are you? Well, like I say, I, done, I, I followed you. You know, you used to tell me this was on and that was on. Well, so I finally laid down. I said, Perry don't get here to 930. So I just fooled around and waited to like 830. Jump in the shower. Dance around. <laughs> Matter of fact, I didn't dance. Period. Well, I was going to say, I, I got up, but I didn't dance. Okay, Greg, get on with it. Go. <laughs> anyway, so when it's all said and done, I slept, but I didn't sleep. And anyway, th- things get confusing. Well, uh, it sounds like it. Ronnie, how you doing? I'm doing great. You look fine. I feel fine. Now, I feel fine today. Last Wednesday, I did not. Good friend of mine was going on a trip on a, a Greyhound bus. And it ended up in about a 14-hour ordeal. Mm. So, good old bus ride. don't ever, ever take a Greyhound bus anymore. <laughs> well... I haven't been on one in a while, but uh, I see them pulling to the depot right down there off Morgan Square, right there uh, at the Union Terminal, I think it's called, with uh, where all the buses sort of congregate downtown. Jake had to take one when he went back to Camp Lejeune one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, yeah, I haven't been on a Greyhound. I was always partial to trailways, and I don't even think they exist anymore. I don't think so. But anyway. Um, and trailways is merged with another regional company and i think that's the part that's got everything screwy okay well i'll drive myself as long as i can but anyway uh welcome to start your engines and we're uh got a good show for you today and this is one of my favorite uh shows because i love to talk about pike's peak and pike's peak is coming up next weekend and we've got paul dialin back as our guest at 11 o'clock and paul of course has won pike's peak at least once or twice and he held a record there one time in the unlimited division. And uh, I, I've said it before, and I've said it, I'll say it again. If you want to see something exciting, go to YouTube and mm-hmm. just search Paul Dallenbach and Paul Dallenbach crash. And just on the regular Paul Dallenbach, just go up that hill with him for 12 minutes, and it is the wildest ride you'll ever take with people standing right on the side of the road like the Mexican road race. And it's just drop off of, I mean, I've said it before above the clouds and I'll say it again. The only people crazier than the guys that drive Pikes Peak 
are the people standing on the side of the road watching. Yep. That's exactly right. And, and as you know, Paul Donnerback follows the same thing Parnetti Jones did. Remember Parnetti Jones, he'd go up Pikes Peak. We got pictures of him in Bill Shrop's car. And there ain't no guardrail. The only thing there is is... is Clouds. Is, <laughs> is just by. Well, they, it's changed a lot since then because I, I know the pictures you're talking about. Pearson ran Pikes Peak. Curtis Turner ran Pikes Peak. The Unsers used to own Pikes Peak. Louis Unser, the old man, and... uh. And then Bobby Unser and Al and Al Jr., they've all won Pikes Peak. Yeah. And it's just a crazy. But the other one, the the Paul Dallenbach crash, it, it just lasts a few minutes. But he only got like uh, 30 seconds off the starting line and the throttle hung. And he went tearing out through the, off the edge of the road through the what flimsy little fence they had there. And he's, he's cutting off pine trees about 20 feet off the ground. And yeah. I don't know how he lived through that. But, uh. Paul has been to Italy since the last time we talked to him and was a part of the movie Ferrari mm-hmm. with uh, Patrick Dempsey. And he, I think he doubled for Patrick Dempsey, and he still does uh, a lot of truck commercials and car commercials. So uh, Paul's just a fascinating guest, does some Hollywood stunt work. So uh, he's, a, he's a great guest to have and loves to talk about it, and he will be on at 11 o'clock, 9 o'clock his time, but 11 o'clock our time. And uh, after him, we're going to have uh, – who's really kind of becoming a regular on the show, Mike Absolutely. Hill. Mike, uh, Mike's going to tell us about what happened at Le Mans. And as we left the air last week, their car had crashed on the first lap of a 24-hour race. And I was like, well, there goes my Saturday. But uh, I ended up sticking with it till like 4.30 in the morning before I finally went to bed. And they got the car repaired and actually had a 17th place finish out of 62. They did. That was amazing. That, that is absolutely amazing, Greg. And, uh, of course, I was all worried about uh, Jimmy Johnson not being able to hold up his end of the bargain in the, in the Camaro, the NASCAR Camaro, Garage 56 car. But he did a good job. Yeah. From what I understand, now I'll get some, we'll get some extra details from Mike. But, uh, you know, I just, I just thought he'd be the weak link in the chain. And maybe he was. I don't know. But he didn't hit anything. And every time it showed him in the garage area, he was clowning around and looked like he was having a good time. And the car did good. Now, Right about the time I went to bed at 4.30 Sunday morning, the transmission went out. And they lost a whole bunch of time fixing the transmission. And I, they wound up 39th out of 62. And I think they might. That's still respectable. Well, they might have had a top 20 finish mm-hmm. overall out of 62 cars if they had a, um, stuck with it. Now, 16 of the cars were hypercars, which are the really uh, ultra-sophisticated they're specialty cars. Well, I mean, you got you leave the pits on electric power, and you, you know, kicks over to the internal combustion engine once you get up to a, a certain speed, I think, or kick in the clutch, or however it works. And um, and there were sixteen of those. Maybe Mike can tell us how that happened. Well, I've asked him before, but I will. We can ask him that. But he, uh, um, for the car to almost make it to the top 20 with 16 of them being these ultra-sophisticated cars, the Camaro did a good job, even with a, a lengthy a lengthy pit stop. So, uh, all in all, it's going to be a good show today. And, uh, you know, you told me last week when I had so many, we had so many problems, um, that it probably would sound better when I listened to it. It didn't sound much better, but the interviews were real good. The interviews were spectacular. It was uh 
the stuff in between. You know, we had John Roberts on, and you, that was a good guest you got us, Greg. But uh, he he pulled a Jeff Bodine on us. Remember, we called Jeff Bodine, and he was vacuuming and couldn't hear the phone ring. Right. Well, John was running a belt sander, and he <laughs> he couldn't hear the phone ring either. That's kind of like the exhaust pipes they got now. <laughs> so uh, John was a good guest, though, and we had a He's good fascinating. time. Had a, oh. a real good time talking to him. I, I heard. I overheard. From other people that listen, said that it really come across good on the radio. Yeah. Well, once he finally called back in, I mean, uh, we were going on without him. Yeah, good enough to do that. Yep. Well, in fact, see, I didn't plan on having Mike on last week. Yeah. But when we couldn't get John Roberts, I, I texted Mike and I said, "Can you come on the show for a little bit and bail us out?" So uh, he did. Um, I can go ahead and get a little something out of the way here. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some Xfinity. Because uh, we like to get Jeremy Clements covered, so we'll just not meaning anything bad by saying get him out of the way. But he had a he actually had a fairly decent race going. He finished seventeenth, yeah. which was an improvement over the twenty seconds and things he's been having lately. But uh, they had a big pit stop uh, penalty that cost him a whole lot of time. They uh, were doing a pit stop and. The right side tire carrier was rolling the tire over to the pit wall, and he was rolling it to Tony, uh, Jeremy's father. And Tony, it, it wasn't rolled great, and Tommy, uh, yeah, didn't didn't do a real good job of handling it. And I saw that he had to step on the he had to reach over the pit wall and step on the ground. And uh, when, that's he, a no-no. when he put that foot on the ground, they told Jeremy uh, that that was a penalty, and he had to go uh, start at the end, end of the pack. That was a very costly on a road course. It's hard to pass on anyway. And uh, he managed to get back up to 17th. And I think there was a, a whole bunch of cars that uh, um, finished on the lead lap. It looks like uh, 31 cars. So he passed 14 of them before he got back. What you got, Greg? Well, I was just, uh, I just keep going back and I get stuff mixed up. Okay, well, you'd figure it out, and when you want to talk, raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the um, We're not going to do a show next week, boys. We're going to take know. a week off because uh, Cup we'll Get is, everybody back and well, take a week off. <laughs> yeah, that's something. But we got Cup uh, taking the, this weekend off and Xfinity's off this weekend, uh, which is also Father's Day weekend. And uh, everybody, uh, uh, celebrate your father, hopefully um, – you have some good memories of your father. I know I do, and Greg and Ronnie does too. And we uh, want to honor our fathers. Uh, and if they're alive, take them out to lunch. My kids took me out to Gerhardt's on Wednesday, which was a Wednesday or Thursday. Which was it? Thir- Thursday, I think. That was perfect. Yeah, we had a great time. It was when that storm blew through. So we were sort of sitting at Gerhardt's eating and uh, enjoying the atmosphere and each other's company when uh, we had a little thunderstorm there. But anyway, um, and it's also Juneteenth, so uh, there's a whole lot to celebrate. The bank's closed on Monday, so I'm very tickled about Juneteenth. <laughs> and so we will... Uh, I kind of like it, too. We will honor our, our fathers and Juneteenth and hopefully uh, have a nice, long, sunny weekend. I hope it's not going to be too stormy. Um, we can use the rain, but I got my yard work out of the way, so it's not a 
Not a problem with me. Let it rain, make the grass turn green. But getting back to uh, Xfinity, they ran the DoorDash 250 last week at Sonoma, and the winner was Eric Almarola. And the first three, first four finishers were uh, cuppers. We had uh, Eric Almarola winning it, and really not what you would consider a first-line car. He was sort of, um, I think, driving for a, uh, a friend for, a, you know, just to help him out a little bit and won the race. It was at number 28, and I can't remember who the normal, I think uh, Ryan Siege may be the regular driver of that car. But Eric Almarola won, and, of course, road course ace A.J. Allmendinger was second. Kyle Larson was third. Ty Gibbs was fourth, and those were all cup drivers. Fifth was Parker Klingerman, sixth Cole Custer, seventh Justin Allgaier, eighth uh, Austin Hill, ninth Sammy Smith, and tenth Sam Mayer. And as I said, Jeremy battled his way all the way back up to 17th from having to start at the end of the pack and uh, finished uh, one spot behind John Hunter Nemechek, who was one of the top drivers in Xfinity, and just ahead of Ross Chastain, who was one of the top drivers in Cup. So he was in good company and was he was heading toward the front, but just ran out of time. Looking at the point standings in Xfinity, um, Austin Hill is the points leader with three uh, three wins. Uh, second is John Hunter Nemechek with two wins. And these next five guys have one win apiece. That's Cole Custer third, Justin Allgaier fourth, Chandler Smith fifth, Sammy Smith sixth, Jeb Burton seventh, then... Uh, the last five guys here do not have wins yet, and this is based on their points. That's uh, Josh Berry, 8th, Sheldon Creed, ninth, Sam Mayer, 10th, Riley Herbst, 11th, and Daniel Hemrick, 12th. you got to go all the way down to 19th to find Jeremy Clements, and he is, uh, of course, uh, Xfinity takes the top 12 cars to the playoffs, which are, you know, getting closer and closer. But it's All it pro- takes is one win, though. Yeah, all it takes is one win, and that's where I was going because Jeremy's – 130 points out of uh, the playoffs, and I just don't think he can make that up. Easiest way to do it is the way he did it last year and win, uh, win something, and Daytona would be fine with me like he did it last year. Absolutely. Or he could start uh, next week because next week um, they're going to a track where he actually won an ARCA race one time, and I heard him say on the radio this week that uh, that is absolutely no help at all because <laughs> cars are so different and so much has changed since uh, – he won his guitar for in an ARCA uh, race there years and years ago. But uh, it will be the Tennessee Lottery 250. And now, you know, we switched over to NBC now. Uh, Fox is gone. I'm kind of happy with that. I like, the, I like the NBC folks better. And uh, they will be on USA next Saturday at 3.30 in the afternoon. So uh, they have gone over to NBC. And that's the uh, NBC, of course, is carrying that and Indy. So uh, they're they've got a pretty full plate. They've they've really come up to bat in in auto racing here lately. Where for years and years and years, I don't even think they knew it existed. But they're here and they're they're a good uh, a good network. And USA is their uh, um, sister network. Yep, yeah, and that's what's going to carry a lot of the races, like. Fox had FS1 and FS2. They've right. got uh, USA Network. So, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk to Deb Williams and find out what's what. You're listening to Start Your Endings on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open mic. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to have a room full of people here for a change. I know. It's nice to have everyone there, and I'm glad you're back, Greg, and I'm feeling better. Feel a lot better. Much better. Good. And uh, 
that's feeling a lot better. Well, where are you today? Well, uh, we're off this weekend, so I'm in Concord. Okay. Well, with that in mind, while we've got you on the phone, we're uh, not going to do a show next week. When we make uh, make our picks, we'll pick for Nashville. We just, uh, I think we did this last year, and I believe we've done it about every year, just in the middle of the season uh, when we have a, a really slow week. We, we'll take a week off and come back. I think all I've got on the schedule next week would be a, uh, uh, to report would be a an ARCA race tonight and a Formula One and IndyCar races tomorrow. So we'll uh, we'll take a week off and come back uh, the day of the the Nashville race. We have water bowling. Well, well, you just said you were taking Nashville off. No, we're taking this week off. This week coming. Uh, this week coming. That's what I meant. I, we're here today. Same thing. I did. Oh, okay. I, did the same, I said the same thing last year and got that mixed up. Yeah, we're taking next week off, which is when Nashville runs. So we'll pick for Nashville today. That's what I'm trying to get out. I'll be okay. Oh, well, I wish I had known that. I hadn't even thought about Nashville next week because well, I was planning on talking to you next Saturday morning. Oh, well, talk about it now. Well, if, unless uh, I tell you I what. I can't. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, are you, are you going? Yes, I will be there. Okay, well that'll be good. And I'm, I'm sorry we're, uh, but we already decided to take a week off. Uh, but I was gonna say you should have taken this weekend off. No, we got a lot to report. I got to talk about Le Mans, and we got a uh, Pike's Peak coming up, and Paul Dallenbach is our guest, and uh, um, it works out. I, uh, I think this is what we did last week, and I got last year, and I got confused about it then too. But um, okay. <laughs> So what did you take away from uh, Sonoma? Because uh, Martin Truex has uh, got quite a good record out there. Well, I think that the thing that stood out to me is, you know, NASCAR changed the way they're doing the road races this year in that they're having the stages, but they're not having the stage breaks. And after seeing two road course races, but more specifically Sonoma, I don't think that's a good idea. I know why they did it. I know why the teams wanted it. They wanted it to where they could go back and figure strategy and fuel strategy. But I think uh, the Sonoma race is a good example that they need to go back to having the stage breaks at the at the road courses, just like they do at the ovals. Well, why do you why do you feel that way? Well, it got so strung out uh, last week. That, you know, you look and there were two caution flags. One was for the loose wheel on pit road and one was for Denny Hamlin's spin. And um, it, it just got so strung out that if you're not there and you're having to rely on TV, I don't think it's as interesting. Well, that's just kind of kind of back to the way it used to be. I personally kind of enjoyed it that way if it gets... They get strung out, so be it. But you know, it was, uh, um, you know, it happens like it did at uh, at North Wilkesboro. It just, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out the way you wish it would. But uh, oh, I know. I mean, it, it wasn't. I mean, I was driving back. I was coming back from Bristol, and I had it on on my phone watching it um, driving back. So I actually didn't get to see any of it from the house until the last last segment. But, you know, I covered it for, what, thirty over 30 years that way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's no big deal to me for it to be like it used to be. But I'm just saying, 
I had one person ask me on Twitter why they went back. They said they weren't even going to watch it. They turned off of it. So mm-hmm. it's to each, you know, each person to their own. Yeah. Well, that sounds kind of drastic. But anyway, uh, the, what was the uh, talk among the media, if we can talk a little bit about Le Mans, with uh, the showing for the Garage uh, 56 car? I thought uh, other than the unfortunate transmission failure that they had to repair late in the race, actually, uh, I thought it was a pretty good showing. Well, I haven't been around any of the NASCAR media since the 600 week. But, uh, you know, basically everybody seemed to be what I was picking up on social media. Everybody found it amusing that the NASCAR entry won the pit crew competition when you had all the other sports cars with their hydraulic jacks and everything. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, and then the fact that uh, they went the entire distance, which was their primary goal, was to go the entire distance. And that was, you know, they achieved all their goals. They went the entire distance, and they really created a stir and interest among the, the people in Europe that were not familiar with NASCAR. So I feel like they achieved all the objectives they set out to achieve, and they really opened some eyes about the technology and everything that exists in the sport because that's one thing that has surprised the Formula One drivers that have come over here and driven in NASCAR and or were selected for the the Garage 56 program. Yeah, I was real proud of them. And, you know, I had personal worries and doubts about how uh, how Jimmy Johnson would do on a track he'd never seen before. And uh, from what I understand, and we'll get more from Mike Williams uh Mike Hill later that he uh, sounds like he did a pretty good job. Sounds like he did a real good job. Oh, I'm sure he did. I mean, when you look at how many road courses he drove in IndyCar racing, uh, in addition to his road course experience he had in NASCAR, so I don't, you know, he was concerned about um, the night racing with the headlights because he's always been in the the prototype cars he's always been in the faster cars every time he's driven the uh in the 24-hour races at daytona and, and any of the other sports car races so he was concerned about that but everything worked out just fine you know they drive in shifts so right. that's you know you look at which shift your driver is going to perform the best during what time of the day so i think that was a big help as well yeah, well, I just think it was a good experience, the exposure for NASCAR. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it worked out well for them. And I wonder um, if this will spur any of the other manufacturers to try the same thing next year with a with a stock car like car. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be. I, I don't know if it's always going to be called Garage Fifty Six or not. But um, if, if that is what it's called, if there's going to be like maybe a Ford in there or a Dodge or who knows what. I mean, I guess anybody can make a car. For that, uh, for that particular category, and I, I certainly like would like to see uh, some uh, other participants. Well, the thing is, those other participants, I don't think, would have the NASCAR money behind them the way this project did. Yeah, and you know, it was you had Chad Canal spearheading it, and he was able to take a. That's that's been his baby for more than a year, so to have all of the effort on that project the way it has been with NASCAR behind it and NASCAR helping fund it and the resources at Hendrick and everything, 
it would be quite an undertaking for another manufacturer to do it. And, you know, I don't know, considering that you've got some of the other manufacturers in the sport, but with prototypes and all, I mean, the Chevrolet Corvette won its its class at Le Mans. So it, it just depends on what they want to do. You know, now that Jim France works so closely with them over there, to where the rules are to where you can run IMSA and run Lamar, you can run the World Endurance Cup and run IMSA. So the fact that they can go back and forth, I think, is probably more appealing to the manufacturers than to do a one-off deal. Yeah. Well, I like Le Mans. I love talking about it. And we'll get some more from uh, Mike Hill uh, about 11.20 or so. Uh, let's get our picks in, Debs. Since uh, have you had a chance to think about Nashville now? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's the same pretty much cast of characters that's always there. Let me go over the points first. Um, uh, Deb is leading with thirty-one points. Lanny has twenty-five in second. Ronnie, you're a close third with twenty-four. I'm back there a little bit in with a twenty-one. And Greg, you got one, but you can pick anybody you want to go. You got time to catch up, so you go ahead and uh, who would you like? Are you asking Greg or me? I was asking Greg. That's what I thought. I'm trying. What number? What a four? Twenty-four. Oh, Byron. Yeah. Okay, you got him. Deb, who do you? you are you ready yet, or you want me to go? Uh, you all go ahead and go. Okay, Ryan. You've already said you wanted the five. Kyle Bush. Um, nope. I mean, Kyle Larson. <laughs> sorry, I'll take. Uh, I'll take Tootsie's Orchid Lounge since uh, that's where it is in Nashville, and the Suarez was doing good for me there for a while. I've actually been to Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. I have, too. Sure have. Uh, Lanny, text me yours in when you get it, and Deb, uh, anytime you're ready. Okay, well, my first pick went, so I'll go with Blaney. Well, that was Lanny's pick probably, but that's okay. He'll have to pick another. (laughs) That's the way it works. So, uh. All right, well, Deb, I hope you have a, a good trip to Nashville. I always enjoyed it there, and there's a, a lot to do besides uh, uh, the racing. And, of course, they go back. they got an IndyCar race there later on in the summer. So uh, Yeah, well, with the hours and the way things are going to be done, I will be at the racetrack. I will not get to do anything else in Nashville. And I, so That's sad. It's, uh, you know, and the track is outside of nashville it's in lebanon so it's not like when we're there for the awards ceremony when you're right in the up downtown area of nashville but you know we'll get in and and the truck race is a night race on friday night and then you got to be turn right back around and be early on saturday because the xfinity race is an afternoon race and then the the cup race is a night race on sunday so When you, you know, night racing has totally eliminated any social activities when you're at a racetrack because you're at the track 12 or 14 hours a day. Well, uh, I, and also, uh, I thought you told me, if uh, I think, I know you told me not too long ago that uh, your days of uh, having a cocktail or two are long past and... Uh, Nashville's a great t- a town to go out on the town and have a few few cocktails, and uh, I'm sure that's what I'd be doing if I was up there. But it, there's a lot of good restaurants, and it's just a 
Nashville's just a cool I, town. I was going to say, that's what you would be doing if you were there as a fan. But if you were there uh-huh. as a working reporter, you would not be. Yeah, well, I probably wouldn't be a good reporter then. <laughs> uh, Lanny just picked Blaney, but Blaney has already been picked. Lanny, Deb picked her, picked him. So uh, you you text me another one. Uh, we've had uh, Larson, uh, Suarez, Byron, and uh, and Blaney picked so far. So you give me another one. Uh, do you happen to know, and I don't mean to catch you off guard here, what the status of the – I know they had a big hullabaloo about uh, getting the Nashville Fairgrounds back active, and uh, I think they've gotten the green light to go ahead and do whatever they're going to do. Do you know uh, Do you know what they're going to do or what the status no, of uh, they're, the they're, Fairgrounds is? No, they haven't gone through all the political hoops yet. Oh, they haven't? They're still No, they're still working on that, getting through, you know, a lot of the – there's been a lot of apartment complexes and all built there in that area, and those people are concerned about the noise and everything, so they cleared the first political hurdle, but they have several others that they need to clear before they can do what they want to do there. Now, I could be off base, but it seems like I read somewhere that uh, the, some of the people or the people that are in charge of Bristol, maybe, are uh, are going to be uh, operating the Nashville track and it seems like I read that that didn't set well with some people in Nashville. Well, I don't know about that, but that is true in that it's uh, some people at Bristol who are overseeing that from getting through the, the political hurdles and all. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that the way the tracks are set up now, for instance, um, they bring people in from their other tracks to help work an event. At North Wilkesboro, we had people from Charlotte, Atlanta, and Bristol working the event at, at North Wilkesboro. And at Charlotte, we had people in from New Hampshire helping the Charlotte people work an event. And the way it's set up now with NASCAR, not every track that's owned by NASCAR has its own PR person. It's it's set up in regions, and you've got people assigned to the, to regions. And for instance, the person who handles PR for uh, Talladega also handles it for Daytona and Homestead. Mm. So you know I. I can see where they're coming from, but it uh, it just tells you that they don't understand the workings of of racing. The person that they have overseeing the Chicago Street Race used to oversee Phoenix, and she left Phoenix to go focus strictly on the Chicago Street Race. Hmm. So the there's been an entire reorganization of how those things are handled since the. Uh, NASCAR, or since I, International Speedway Corporation was absorbed by NASCAR, and they went private, and then Speedway Motorsports Incorporated has gone private. And when they went private, everything was restructured. Well, well, that's uh. But one one, one thing I got to mention okay. is, um, unfortunately, Kerry Tharp has decided to retire I know. at Darlington. Our buddy. Yeah, I hate to see that. I, I really enjoy working with Carrie, and I'm was sad to see that at the end of the season he will be retiring. So that was a a down part of the week. 
Yeah, and I'll always remember him for being so kind to us the first time we wanted to be on the radio down there or do our show remotely, and he helped us out so much. And has always come on, and uh, uh, and he's he's a gamecock for one thing, which makes me like him even more. And um, Carrie's uh, Carrie's been a real friend to this show, so we'll have him on for Darlington. You know, we wanted to have him on at uh, um when we were down there doing the remote for three hours uh, for the spring race a few weeks ago, and he just he didn't make it by, and I'm sure there's a good reason. He was getting pulled in a lot of different directions, especially that weekend with all the great drivers and everything they had on hand. So, uh, Gary- Oh, yeah, he came, through the, he came through the media center one time that entire weekend to say hello to everybody, and then he was gone, and I never saw him the rest of the weekend. Yep, and I think I saw him one time out on pit road or something. But anyway... Deb, we're going to let you go. Um, yep, we're going to take a weekend off and, uh, and talk to you about Nashville the week after it. And you have a good time up there and be safe. And uh, thanks for coming on. We love you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And I'm glad, every, Greg, you're back and doing better. I love you. <laughs> love you, too. We'll talk, talk to, to you all later. Okay. Talk to you later, Deb. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Deb Williams. Who uh, Who is she? She's the smartest woman I know. Me too. So, all right. I agree with that. Let's take a break, and we're going to come back and uh, just hit some uh, results and point standings and things like that until the top of the hour. And uh, the next hour will be guest-filled. Absolutely. With Paul Dallenbach and Mike Hill. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com, plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And, uh, you know, I'm going to disagree with Deb a little bit. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't mind the lack of stages. Oh, they had the stages, but they didn't stop the race for a stage last week. It just, it just ran straight through, and it was more like, to me, going back to old school, the way a race is supposed to be. Exactly right. I mean, they, you can have stages without stopping the race and making a bunch of pit stops, and I think the – other than to give the you know a new way to do the points and everything, it, obviously a way to bunch the cars up so they don't get all stretched out. But on the other hand, that's the way racing is. I mean, sometimes it gets stretched out, as we saw at a, as I pointed out, North Wilkesboro. And uh, Greg, you know about Sonoma? That was their last uh, last race. Y'all won was at Sonoma in nineteen ninety three with Jeff Bodine. He done an incredible job, and once again we get out of sync. On purpose. On purpose. And that's just kind of the way you do it. You know, that was a call that Travis Carter made and Donnie made. Donnie Wingo. Yep, Donnie Wingo. And I couldn't do nothing but just absolutely agree with him. I mean, it was perfect. I mean, when you got when you got Travis Carter, Donnie Wingo, Jeff Bodine driving the car. I mean, it just worked. Yep. Just, just like about putting a puzzle together. It all, it all come, but getting deliberately out of sync. Uh, was that a situation? And I, we've we've heard about it before, where you sort of go from the end of the race and count backwards to find out when you want to make your pit stop, so you can uh, it sort of maximizes, uh, uh, I guess, the fuel and everything. You know, for uh, for that last the last stretch because you didn't. You didn't figure it out from front to end. You fin- figured it out from the end to the front, and it put you out of sync with everybody. And while they were making their pit stops and stuff, y'all were still going around the track. That's exactly right, Perry. Uh, this got out of sync and, and and done it the old way, which that's back in 1993. Yeah. But I don't mind the deal either where they stop now because you can't pass. You got to bunch them up. Uh, gets back to the same thing. Deb was talking about the Formula One pollinating with NASCAR. Uh, 
I, I like what they're doing now too. But uh, the way we done it back then was, I don't want to say old timey. Can you believe, Greg, that was 30 years ago? It seemed like 30 years ago. 1993. It was 30 years ago. That is. That's incredible. Yeah. Here we are. Talking about it 30 years later. Well, and and talking about that, that time dilation, when I think about something 30 years ago, in my head I'm thinking from 2000 back to 30 years ago. But that's been over 23 years ago since 2000. Yeah, and that was – I remember when I was a kid – saying, you know, I'm going to be 48 years old at the turn of the century. Mm. And, uh, I'll, you know, that seemed like an eternity away. It did. And now it's 23 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the, one of the things that, that dated things, like you say, was it was a difference. Century, or score, whatever. Everything was different. Everything was different. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just like uh, getting a $2 bill. You find them because they don't have a drawer to put it in. But that son of a gun is just as real currency as everything else. Well, all right, let's touch on a few things here. And uh, we got about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Let's see what I can cover. Y'all jump in anywhere, boys. They did run the uh, Toyota Save Mart 350 last week, and that was at Sonoma. And it was won by Martin Truex, who um, I think this was his fourth win out there. Ronnie, you used to pick him all the time. Pick, picked him all the time last year. It, it, it did me pretty well, but I had no idea he was going to come to the front well, for this one. He's got a good record there, but, I mean, overall, I think it's been a while since he'd won a race. So, uh, actually, it's not like he's been tearing it up. But he uh, he won last week with Joe Gibbs' car. Kyle, Kyle Busch was second. Joey Logano, third. Chris Boucher, fourth. Chase Elliott, fifth. Sixth was A.J. Allmendinger. Seventh was Michael McDowell, who uh, I think Deb picked him last week, and he had a real good race going. And yeah. They uh, lost a lug nut, and it went rolling off someplace, and they had to go find another. It was a screwed-up pit stop, yep. and they ended up finishing seventh. Eighth was Kyle Larson. Ninth, Christopher Bell. And tenth, Ross Chastain. Uh, looking on down the line, Bubba Wallace was 17th. Uh, Daniel Suarez was 22nd. There, uh, as far as I know, I can't remember any big controversies coming out of that race. I don't think there were any fisticuffs or anything or hard feelings. If there were, they got a week to cool off. And uh, I, I don't know if you, did you remember Denny Hamlin's crash where he, he actually, Deb just mentioned, did he spun? What he did, he was just like in a left-hander where the driver's side uh, is close to the wall. And it was like he was trying to peek around to look ahead, and he hit the wall with the left front of the car and shot him across the track, and he backed into the other wall on the other side with uh, the back of the car and tore it all up. And, it, you know, it's very uncharacteristic driver error. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he didn't hit anything. Nobody pushed him. He just he just got too close to a, uh, an unusual. An error in judgment. Well, an unusual situation where the wall is so close to him on his side of the car. Yeah. You know, a, a left-hander where you're, there's a wall there instead of a, an apron or grass or an infield or something, and it, it messed him up. It did. It, uh, no doubt about it. So he uh, went from first to 36th, which uh, from the penthouse to the outhouse in uh, uh, 92 laps. So uh, 
Let's take a look at the point standings for Winston. Oh, here I go. Winston Cup. For NASCAR Cup, the Cup Series, uh, we have two drivers with three wins each. That's William Byron and Kyle Busch. They're first and second. Two drivers with two wins each. That's Martin Truex sec- uh, third and Kyle Larson fourth. And then it looks like seven drivers with one win each. And they are in order. Fifth, Ryan Blaney. Sixth, Christopher Bell. Seventh, Denny Hamlin. Eighth, Joey Logano. Ninth, Tyler Reddick. Tenth, Ricky Stenhouse, a Daytona 500 winner. And then these last six drivers have not won a race, and this would be the cars, the the drivers, and teams that would go to the playoffs if they started today. The top 16. 11th is Ross Chastain. 12th, Kevin Harvick. 13th, Chris Boucher. 14th, Brad Keselowski. 15th, Bubba Wallace. And 16th, Alex Bowman. On the outside looking in and not too far back at all. 17th is Daniel Suarez. 18th, Ty Gibbs. 19th, Michael McDowell. And 20th, A.J. Allmendinger. So uh, that's the way Cup shapes out from last week. Uh, After uh, Kyle Busch has already gotten his third win this year, mm-hmm. as to last year, he was digging and scratching for the whole season <laughs> to try to get a win. What's different with him this year? He went to Richard Childress. He drives a Chevrolet now because Gibbs wouldn't give him a contract extension, which uh, – I think he's roundly uh, considered maybe the best driver out there. Kyle Busch, he's getting a little old. He's a lot more mature. He's got a wife and family, and he's not the crazy wild goofball that he used to be. Although He's not having the blow-ups he used to have. And he's, uh, he, he's probably a better person and a better driver. No doubt about but it. But he went from Joe Gibbs in a Toyota to Richard Childress in a Chevrolet. And Jake and I were having, my son, were having this discuss, exact discussion last week. And um, it's just, he says, why is uh, Kyle Busch not doing any better? And I said, well, he's won as many races as anybody. He's having a great year. Mm-hmm. So I would say last year he probably had a lot on his mind with uh, contract negotiations that weren't going very well. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Childress made him very comfortable to come over there. And uh, he's doing good. He looks good in the car number eight. I'm glad the number's back, and I'm almost starting to like him, but I'm fighting it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's going some for you. I'm fighting it. So, uh, anyway, they will run next Saturday. Not this week. It's off this week, and I get that mixed up every year. But that, mm-hmm. anyway, I won't go through it again. Next Saturday, Next Sunday, they will run the Ally 400, and that's at Nashville, and that will be Sunday night. Something to do on Sunday night at 7 p.m. on NBC, and uh, look forward to uh, look forward to somebody else doing the race, races. To be honest with you, I've kind of kind of had enough of uh, Clint Boyer. Yeah, and uh, I think he's funny. Mike Mike Joy, uh, Mike's okay. God, he's you know you look back at some of these history of NASCAR things. Oh, hey, it's 50 years ago in the 70s, you know he was a pit reporter. Yeah, I mean he's been around forever, so you got to kind of hang in there with him because he's he's uh he's now the grand old man of announcers you know with ken squire gone and um mike i don't know how much longer he's going to be there i think he's about 72 which i'm about 72 myself but uh he's uh he's 
catch, been catching a lot of flack for some things he said, and uh, I think he they backed off on that a little bit because he was getting he was even getting aggravated on the air about the amount of commercials they had. Yeah, and um, and was voicing it, and they said, "Mike, you better better cut that out." So, all right, let's move over to the trucks. They are off this week, but as um, Deb said, it will be part of a triple header at Nashville next week. A lot of a lot of racing and a lot of fun in that fun town. Uh, on next weekend as they will run on Friday night for the Rackley Roofing 200. And that will be at 9 p.m. on FS1. Now, the thing about the trucks, all of their races are are on FS1. The whole season, they don't switch networks. So you've been with FS1 and the truck series with, uh, um, I think Adam Alexander does those races with uh, Michael Waldrop, who I'm not fond of, and uh, Phil Parsons, who I think is a great guy. So. The trucks will run next week. Their point standings, and they take the top ten to the playoffs, and here's what it would look like. Grant Enfinger, the first three guys have two wins each. Grant Enfinger is first. Zane Smith second. Christian Eck is third. The next three have one win apiece. That's Corey Hine fourth. Ben Rhodes fifth. Carson hosts Savara sixth. And the next four, rounding out your top ten, Ty Majeski is seventh. Matt Craft in eighth. Stuart Friesen, the Canadian, is ninth, and Matt D. Benedetto is tenth. And as I said, they will run next Friday night at Nashville on FS1. Um, ARCA, they actually run tonight. You want to, you're jonesing for a race, you got one. Because uh, it's kind of a slim weekend, but tonight on FS1 at 8 o'clock, and I don't even have a title for this race. It's the, usually, if it, when they don't have a title, it's the General Tire 150. But this, uh, it just says Berlin, Michigan, which uh, is a small track. I think that's a half-mile paved track, of course. Uh, well, not of course. The Arca guys do run dirt. But anyway, point standings there uh, with three wins, and I, I don't have it here in front of me, but maybe three in a row. Jesse Love is leading the point standings. Second is Malcolm in the middle. Didn't you say you used to watch that? Used to watch Malcolm in the middle all the time. Uh, okay, well. Malcolm is second in the spark of point standings. Frankie Muniz. Third is Jack Wood, no relation. Fourth is Andres Perez de Lara, is fourth. Fifth is Christian Rose. Sixth, Tony Constantino. Seventh, Greg Van Alts, the Daytona winner. Eighth, Tony Breitinger, the Victoria's Secret model, married to the linebacker with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And tenth, uh, I'm sorry, ninth is John Garrett, and tenth is A.J. Moyer. So. We will uh, save the rest for later. We still got Indy Formula One and IMSA to talk about, and we'll talk about IMSA in depth with Mike Hill. But um, that will be after we have an interview with uh, Paul Dallenbach, who is getting his car ready for Pikes Peak, which I believe is next weekend. And I can tell you, I'll give you a little heads up on it, he's having trouble getting it started. That's what I thought you had said earlier. I mean... Or maybe that was off the air before we started. Well, uh, it's kind of inconceivable that, I mean, I don't know how often he uses that car. And that'd be a good question that we could ask him because uh, I guess, you know, he parked it after the last time he used it, obviously, and came back and it won't start. But we'll talk about that with Paul after the other side of the, the break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. This is the place to be. Listen to Spartanburg Vikings football right here. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. We are one more. And here's what 
else you need to know. News this morning in college basketball as West Virginia head coach Bob Huggins was arrested on a DUI charge last night in Pittsburgh. This after Huggins received a three-game suspension and a million-dollar pay cut last month for using an anti-gay slur during a radio interview. In golf, it's moving day at the U.S. Open. Ricky Fowler leads through 36 holes at 10 under. Wyndham Clark one shot back in second place. Rory McIlroy and Xander Shoffley tied for third, both two shots off the pace at minus eight. Third round will get underway at about 12.30 Eastern. The leaders teeing off in the 3 p.m. Eastern hour. We had drama on day one of the College World Series. Oral Roberts beat TCU and Florida beat Virginia. Both teams winning with ninth inning comebacks to advance in the winner's bracket. And in baseball, the Dodgers were no-hitting the Giants through six innings, but San Francisco rallied for a 7-5 win in extras. I'm Nick Cope. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. 1-1 pitch, here's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division crown, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. Gentlemen, start your engines. (laughs) 
live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And boy, it gives me great pleasure to welcome one of the best guests we have every year. And I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. Paul Dallenbach. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Good to hear your voice. And uh, um, I hope everything's, I know it's, uh, you got, you're up in two hours up in the mountain time zone. So I uh, hope we didn't get you up too early. Oh, no, I, I get up at 4.30, unfortunately. Not by choice. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> Not a very good sleeper. No. Okay. Well, I'm, which kind of, I don't mean to be flippant, but uh, how have you been sleeping? Because uh, you having trouble with your car. Yeah. You know, so um, we pulled our car out of uh, kind of a museum, and I haven't driven it in two years. We won with it the last time we we uh, drove it, which is uh, an old old dirt car that we converted with a lot of IndyCar parts, and we were running a twin-turbo V6 uh, Buick motor that was ran by uh, the Menard the Menard team and uh, Tony Stewart's engines, basically, in 96 um, at Indy. And the, the two years that we ran it, it was great. That, uh, now we're having some, some uh, electrical glitches. And we're, we have not been able to start the car. Mm. We put two motors in it. And um, I've gone to test five different days, and we just have not, I haven't even sat in the car yet. Practice starts Tuesday. We're still not giving up. We're um, plugging along. And um, Aaron Kaufman um, from Gas Monkey fame came over to the shop yesterday and gave his two cents worth and kind of gave us a good direction on where he thinks it's, it's focused on, and it's in the wiring harness. So um, the boys are just working away on it. Well, Paul, I mean, what would be, uh, is there a plan B? Like, would you uh, get a ride in somebody else's car? Is that an option? Well, I mean, most of the rides are taken. I was offered a ride uh, on Friday, uh, well, Thursday um, in an Aston Martin. um, But it's in the unlimited class, and there's no way that it can win. And I didn't want to be up there just to be up there. Um, so I passed on it and I gave, kind of gave it to another competitor that crashed during testing and, you know, he was very grateful. Um, I'm just going to just keep working away on this and we, you know, we still have a few more days to go. And since we're, we're focusing in on the one issue, we're taking the whole wire harness apart and, uh, replacing every wire. We'll see what happens. You know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be really want to be up there. Um, I, I think that the road is fast. Everybody in testing has been going fast. So I think the road has been uh, favorable for, for some records this year. You know, I never, ever, and I've mentioned this on a, a, another show that I'm on uh, once a week here, but uh, every chance I've had, I have urged people to look at, to go to YouTube and watch Pike's Peak. I mean, you, you yeah. in particular, I rode up that hill with you last night. As a matter of fact, I also went out through the pine trees with you too. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just it's amazing. And I don't mean to to make this sound like a third world race or anything, but it's amazing uh-huh. that something like that goes on in the United States with with sections with no guardrail and and you look over there and i mean there's no land either it's just like a drop off yeah. it's like a valley and and even where there is a guardrail some of the some of those uh where it begins could would be pretty tough to hit that and then and with people standing on such close proximity to the road like uh like the old mexican road race it's just it's an amazing right. event right well they've kind of you know, controlled the crowd a little bit more over the last few years because it was getting a little crazy, especially when, um, you know, during my, when I had my accident, I came close to hitting some people. And then um, the following year, um, when Sebastian Loeb came up, I mean, they were just lined up. I had to alter my line um, uh, during that race because there were people standing on the road. After that year, they kind of controlled the crowd a little bit better, but yeah, the, the, the road is crazy. And, and really the videos don't justify it because when you get up there, it, it, the turns are sharper, the hills are steeper and everything just looks a little bit more daunting than the videos show. Just like when you go to an NHR race, you know, on TV doesn't justify, right. you know, the actual speed that the, that they're going Pikes Peak pretty much the same way. Um, it is a unique race. The thing I like about it or love about it is that it's not a spec series. You can basically go up there. You can draw something up on a napkin. Somebody can build a car in their garage and they can compete against the factory teams that come up. And it's still an open race. I mean, there are classes and stuff, but you can be on the same track as, you know, a factory, you know, Ford or, or a factory, you know, Volkswagen or Peugeot. Um, and you can just be a local guy doing it, and that's what that's what's really cool about it. It, it is. It's fascinating, and uh, I know Greg uh, Greg Morris here with us, Bud Morris' son that you know uh, yep. is one of our co-hosts, and of course, your brother Wally drove for for Greg's team. And uh, yep. is he involved in uh, Pikes Peak at all this year, or is he out? He's not transamming it somewhere. Yeah, he's transam uh, in Ohio uh, next week. He's actually here in Colorado. This week, um, we, we sold our ranch, so we're moving things off and uh, visiting my parents. So he's up here now, and then he goes straight to Ohio. Uh, that's their one. That's the, their owner that he runs for, John Cloud. That's his home track, so that's their big race that he – it's kind of a must that he has to do. But he, he loves Pikes Peak. He, um, he's done it, I think, four or five times, and uh, he just – he loves it, and I know he'll be back someday. How's your dad and mother doing? I know we used to, we've had yeah. your dad on several times, and he's a, he's a great guest as well. And you can tell Wally he might as well get ready to be on in a few weeks. <laughs> well, you, to be honest with you, they're pretty they're struggling health wise. My mom my mom has Alzheimer's, and um, you know we have home care, and and uh, my dad is you know he's he's lost his voice and you know just a lot of a lot of health problems but they're still plugging away he's the most stubborn man i've ever met and mm-hmm. uh you know he has good genes as far as like his mom lived to 102 and you know his brother's mm-hmm. 97 and you know i think he's going to live a long time he's just uh he's you know he's fighting it up here in the altitude that's the biggest problem we're trying to get him to sea level but like i said he's stubborn <laughs> I, I i can remember him driving that car at a in Indianapolis, and and, and yeah. leading a whole bunch of laps one year. I think that was the year uh, he fell out, and then it rained. 
<laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was 1975. Yeah, I was there. 96 laps. Uh, had a lap lead and dropped out. Lap like 160, and it rained at 172. Yeah. So <laughs> it Close. was heartbreaking. But he did win a 500 in Ontario, right? He won the Ontario 573, which is how we moved to Colorado from New Jersey. Um, he used his prize money to to put down on on this ranch, and he always loved Colorado. So um, that race is what got us out here in Colorado. Do you um, do y'all still have the motorcycle rally? Yes, uh, Colorado 500. We are on our 47th year coming up this year. And we have a really big year this year. Um, Cameron Steele, who's part of the, he's an off-road racer in Baja and all that. And he's he's coming up with a big group of people. Uh, Ricky Grayback, who is uh, the car winner, um, is coming up, and we're starting to get some big names back on it. Big charity ride. Um, we give out lots of scholarships. Everything everything that comes in goes out. So um, it's a great event. And, um, yeah, it's hard to keep a, you know, dirt bikes on these trails, you know, something like that going for 47 years because you always have people trying to shut down trails. So we must be doing something right because people love us. And uh, I think the big thing is we give back uh, to the communities, and it's it's a lot of fun. Well, you mentioned mentioned scholarships. What sort of scholarships do you give away? We do um, just – uh, we do, I think this year we did five uh, scholarships to the Basalt High School. Um, so it was uh, five or six. I think we did six. And then we um, do one to the Crested Butte School and one to the Uray School. Those are towns that we stay in. And each one of them are $10,000 scholarships. And then along the way, we also give money to the Forest Service. We give money to the Search and Rescue Um you know, the Boy Scouts, everywhere we go, we just kind of, you know, give what we can. A lot of schools along the way, that's kind of our focus is the schools. Um, because a lot of these little towns that we we ride in, um, they don't have the funding. They don't have the tax base to keep the schools, you know, the way it should be. So, um, you know, a lot of it's donations, especially and a lot of our money goes towards their athletic programs because they don't have a budget for that. Well, that just sounds great. And we're talking to Paul Dallenbach. And before I forget, congratulations to the your Denver Nuggets. Yeah. No, it was great. Um, like I said, it was uh, before it was um, – my wife is from Serbia, so having Jokic uh, on there. We have a place in Serbia, and uh, it really piqued our interest the last couple of years having him be such a star. And, and um, it was good for the city and – in the state of Colorado, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun. So hopefully next year we get, you know, the Nuggets and the Avalanche to win it in the same year, and uh, we'll have one big parade. I was down there in Denver uh, during the parade. It was not there was a million people downtown, so I didn't go to the parade, but the traffic was, was insane. Well, <laughs> I, I don't. I know you're not forgetting. Uh, um, I've never liked the Rockies because I'm a Marlins fan, and they came the same yeah. year. But uh, yeah. Don't forget, you got a, a kind of a heck of a new football coach there for the Broncos, and uh, and we'll yeah, see. We'll see if Sean Payton can get something out of Russell Wilson that the last guy couldn't. He's shaking things up, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, we're you know I've been a season ticket holder for years, and uh, it's it's uh, you know it's exciting. People are more really disappointed over last year, 
we had high expectations. So I think uh, this coach is not – he's just kind of starting all over. And um, we'll see. You know, he's just – you know, win here or there and get you in the playoffs. I mean, it's such a competitive year – or a competitive league with free agency and stuff. Nobody um, is dominant for that long. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I go to as many games as I can, and I'm a sports freak, so I well, love going to sports. And I'm, I, I, I just love – going and attending games i go to uh, opening day rockies every year and uh even though they stink but they're (laughs) (laughs) still a fun fun day um the uh yeah y'all got off to a rough start last year who was the coach hackett he kind of had a time management problem right off the bat and then a couple of other things and uh he wasn't around too long luckily i was in italy for the first seven weeks of the year and I missed most of the games because the games are on at like two in the morning. Mm. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about so, your trip to Italy. Well, the trip to Italy was we shot a movie, um, uh, a Ferrari movie, and I don't know what it's titled. It's either Ferrari or Enzo Ferrari, and it's based on Ferrari in the late 50s. So um, same stunt team as Ford versus Ferrari, but it was a smaller group. And uh, I was there for seven weeks. I was doubling Patrick Dempsey, um, although he did most of his driving. Um, I was there for when I was a COVID backup driver, number one. Number two, he was gone for five days, so I had to cover him there. But then I was driving other cars and being other characters in the movie. Um, it should be good. Michael Mann was the director. Uh, you know, He's a 79-year-old guy that has more energy than you know anybody out there. And uh, uh, it, it should be it should be a good movie. It's it, you know historical and it's you know factual and it's you know based on Enzo's life. Where in that era where a lot of drivers were dying, I think he lost like eight drivers mm, wow. um, in, in in just a couple years. So uh, dangerous time in, in motorsports for sure. And the cars that we were using were mostly all original cars. I mean, wow. We were driving four to $10 million cars. Now that the main Ferraris and Maseratis that the, you know, were doing a lot of the racing were replicas because they were getting damaged and, you know, crashed and right. stuff like that. But, well, how good uh, a driver uh, is Patrick Dempsey? He's really good. You know, he, he's, you know, he was capable. He fit right in. He was part of our team. Like he, he wanted to be on the stunt credits more than he wanted to be on the character <laughs> credits. Um, he fell in love with it. Uh, yeah, he he he's very capable. Well, um, I, and he was great to work with. He I told really you good. that he was my daughter's heartthrob when he was on uh, whatever that show was. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's yeah. Anatomy. Yeah, he uh, he was. Well, and I told you I went to Daytona. The only time I ever went to the twenty four hours, and he was in it. And I stood yeah. in line to get his autograph for Hannah, and I, I never did get there. But uh, he, yeah, he had to be a fairly accomplished driver to uh, to be able to um, to run the twenty four hours. So I was yeah, just showing the that. guys while you were talking the picture of you and Patrick Dempsey standing next to each other, and you looked like brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had to bleach our hairs, our, our hair. So he had his hair bleach blonde, and I was bleach blonde. That was the hardest part of the deal. That hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they had to do it eight times to get my car, my my hair the right color. But there was one scene where I had to drive with the helmet off. So for the whole, you know, I had to have my hair bleached uh, for that part. But, yeah, he, 
he he's a good driver and he got he's got the racing bug i mean it's really his life and he's a superstar in italy because he's doing a tv series over there so everybody knows him more than they knew anybody else in the movie which penelope cruz is in the movie and adam driver's in the movie but it was you know patrick was a superstar over there because he's he's in a, a series i don't know the name of it, it's called devils or something like that so um it was fun you know and then you know when I had my hair bleached and I was sitting in the car replacing them, you know, people thought I was him from a distance and they were like whistling and (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Hey, anytime you want me to be your stunt double, just let me know. You know, it was kind of fun. (laughs) What it's going to say, it's like you take a picture before and after and and you date time at a certain era. Well, Perry's correct. The dolphins done the same thing. But if you if you go back and change the altitude, but I'm just repeating what what we've already went over. But uh, it's it's like your brother. I mean, you know, it depends on what hat. But one thing that that startles me about the whole if you watch the whole movie, Carol Shelby was tall. Now you're right. talking about Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Now you worked I, in that quite a bit, right? I did, and you're right. I always thought the same thing, that Carol Shelby's tall and Matt Damon is not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so, uh, but he pulled it off, and uh, and it was good. But, yeah, it was the same same stunt team, so it was really easy to just slip right in, and, and everybody knew each other. And, and uh, um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping this is as successful, if not, not more. <laughs> And Ford versus Ferrari, which was which was a huge success. Um, it was bigger overseas than it was here. Just like Pikes Peak is bigger overseas than it is here. Um, people are racing fanatics around the world, yeah. and the Ferrari people are very passionate uh, about their brand. And um, I know it'll be a hit in Europe. Now, Patrick Dempsey, uh, who you doubled for, I mean, it, doesn't he play Pietro Taruffi? Yes. He plays Taruffi, and he won the uh, 57 Million Amelia, and uh, that was – he. I think he won one Grand Prix also. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's who he played was uh, Taruffi, who was, who was blonde. If you look at the pictures, he was bleached blonde hair. Well, I tell you what, I can't wait for that to come out. And before we have to let you go, got yeah. any new commercials out there? I, I was picking you out. Yeah. I remember last holiday season on the – Streaking across the desert in a GMC or whatever, some kind yeah. of truck. Well, the, the the biggest one that's out now was the one I did for the Super Bowl, which was the Kia commercial, uh, the Binky Baby um, Kia commercial, where he loses his pacifier and he drives down the hill and jumps through the construction zone and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. So I did that one. It's been pretty slow right now. Um, the last couple months been slow there's a, a you know writer strike going on which mm. doesn't really shouldn't affect us but it does kind of everybody's kind of slow but i'm hearing it's starting to ramp back up and we've got some nissan stuff coming up and then there's another movie at the end of the year that and i don't know the name of it i was just kind of told to be on standby that there's a movie at the end of the year that's a big driving movie um, and I was going to do the Gran Turismo movie that you're seeing a lot now, too. I was going to go from Italy to Budapest, but they said I was going to come back like after Christmas, and I couldn't be gone for five months, um, not with the help of my parents. 
the way they were. So I, I declined that movie um, and, and just came home. And uh, that allowed me to do the, the that Kia Super Bowl commercial, though. So You know, all in all, all it sounds like it's a, being Paul Dallenbach's a pretty, pretty good gig. It is. <laughs> you know, I can't complain. No, I didn't make the Indy 500. I didn't do the Daytona 500. But you finished second in the 24 hours of Daytona. I did I did finish second in 24 hours, and I've got to do some really cool stuff. And I'm still, you know, at you know my mid-50s now, and I'm still able to do it. And that's, that's the great part. You know, I'm still able to work. I'm still able to do Pikes Peak. And then we have some dirt hill climbs that we do. I just got back from Baja in, in uh beginning of May. Um, which has become my, you know, almost a passion now. It's really fun doing the Baja stuff off-road. Yeah. Um, once again, you get to do stuff that is just unconventional. You're just driving through stuff and driving over stuff. Well, if if you get that thing started going up the hill, let's keep it on the road because uh, it looks uh, yeah. it's pretty nasty otherwise. Yeah, yeah that's, that's goal number one. Uh, <laughs> I hope you get it going. I, I appreciate it. We're we're going to try it to the very end, so we're we're going. Well, Paul, we're going to let you go, and I tell you what, get out there and get that thing cranked up. Uh, maybe roll it down a hill and pop the clutch. That's what I used to do with my old Toyota Celica. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, sometimes. Uh, great having you on, and and uh, I mean, it's just good keeping up with you and the texting we do back and forth every once in a while. Yep. It's it's great having you on the show, and it's one of my one of our best guests of the year every year. Well, I really appreciate it, and just any time, I'd love to come on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, if you win that thing uh, next Sunday, we might have you back on sooner than you think. Okay, then I'll I'll talk to you soon. All right, that's good. <laughs> Thank you very much, Paul. All right, thanks. All right, that's Paul Dallenbach, uh, just just a great guest. I mean, oh, a super guest. What had he done? <laughs> and you're right. Being Paul Dallenbach sounds like a good gig. Yeah, he had spent seven weeks in Italy getting whistled at for being uh, <laughs> looking like patrick dempsey looking like patrick dempsey and, but he couldn't go to budapest to do a the other racing movie yeah. so anyway let's take a break come back and talk to mike hill and find out about le mans you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg start your engines we'll be back after this quick pit stop on fox sports 1498 3 fm You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue, lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. 
Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Law and Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. 1-1 pitch, there's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division ground, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back. To start your engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, and uh, time to welcome good friend of the show, just Absolutely. about just about a regular now, Mike Hill. How you doing this morning, Mike? I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all doing? Well, I'm Ronnie, 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 and my old friend back down there again. So yeah, yeah got Greg right here too. But what I wanted to know is how fast can you get to Denver? Because it sounds like my buddy Paul Dallenbach's having a needs a mechanic. Well, you say Denver, you know, that's where uh, the, our race shop at, and Action Express is in Denver. Well, uh, this is Denver, it's Colorado. Denver, it's, in, it's in Denver, North Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we need that, the other Denver, the one out in Colorado. Uh, yeah, it I, sounds like he needs a mechanic. He can't get the car started. That's, that's, uh, that's well, big if it won't start, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of amazing because that's what I was thinking. What? I guess he just put it away, and he sort of answered it before I had a chance to ask him. He said it's been sitting in a museum for two years, and since the last time they used it, and uh, I think they need to fire it up every once in a while. I, if I got a car sitting in the driveway for a long time, I at least go see if it runs every every now and then. Yeah, it, it was always an annual thing for us because you know we still got a lot of our cars still sitting around, or did have. We still do. They still do. Let me put it this way: down there at the shop where I'm at, still got a lot of Porsches. That uh, that action it raced back in the, in the in the days, and we every year we would start them up. We would always make sure that we the cars would start up because it's not good for a for an engine to sit that long without being relubricated. 
Uh-huh. Well, are these... you, you, got a guy sit, you got a guy sitting there with you that can tell you all about engines. So, Well, we'll yeah. get you all both a ticket to Denver. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to go to Colorado. I just, you know, he's talking about Italy, and I was just thinking, you know, my daughter just called yesterday and said now she's a landowner in, in uh, Tuscany. She she bought a they bought a farm in Tuscany, Italy. Wow! And so if I travel, it'll probably be over to see my daughter. Yeah, I bought uh, about three hundred and thirty one acres of of a of an olive growing operation in Tuscany. Wow! So, uh, this is getting kind of isn't that what the Godfather was in? Mm. Olive oil. <laughs> Yeah, when I was asking my wife, I said, "Wait a minute, Tuscany ain't that where they sent De Niro or, or <laughs> yeah, Michael, or Michael Corleone? Yeah, Mike, Corleone, to, didn't they? Send, yeah, didn't they sent him to Tuscany to walk around. Yeah, they had to yeah. get rid of him because he uh, he killed uh, Sterling Hayden in that restaurant. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about France though. Last week, uh, okay. when we were leaving the air, or, or during most of the show, uh, we were concerned about. The Wheeling Engineering uh, Action Express Racing Cadillac not really making it through the first lap too well. Uh, you said it was the first lap, and I, I take your word for it. I know it was very early, but um, what have you learned more about that and what happened? And and really a miraculous comeback as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, a couple of my guys made it back this week. The chief engineer made it back, and the and the guy who makes all the calls up on the pit box. Uh, our, our, basically our race director made it back and and I sat down with them and I said tell me how any devil did this car turn just dead left I said it had to be a tie rod broke on the left front or something they said no he was he says if you go back and look the, the rear tires were on like the painted surface of the of the of the track you know where they paint the lines right and it was wet and as soon as he stood in the throttle, it just turned him straight into the wall. Mm. Well, which yeah. brings up another question that you you actually mentioned to me before I I had really had a chance to let it sink in and think about it was how come was uh, Jack Aiken the, the first driver? I, I would have thought you'd have started out with Pipo Durrani. Yeah, I would have. Well, I don't go in. I don't, you know. I'm not going to second-guess them on that deal, but I'm sure they've second-guessed themselves enough because Jack was the young kid of the bunch, and putting him under that much pressure to start the probably one of the most prestigious races there is, you know, the 24 Hours of Le Mans. If not the most. That is a big load to put on a kid, and especially driving one of these cars. I mean, these things, these these, these hybrid prototypes are, are rocket ships is what they are. You know, they're just a land rocket. That's what they are. And uh, I never asked them that, Perry. I didn't get into it. That's, that's just what the, what the old people say. That's water under the bridge now. Well, I thought maybe you, yeah, maybe they I brought it love, up. <laughs> I would love to hear it, but I'm not going to go there. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Gary what? was Gary Nelson was in. You know Gary. You remember Gary? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My buddy. Yeah. My buddy from that car for all those years and, and so he's he he takes he's the guy you know and uh, i didn't i was the one that asked him i said gary you know tell me what what went on and he didn't he he pretty much generalizes everything so i didn't get into it <clears throat> but yeah 
And we went, I told you, but the doggone TV, our coverage, uh, telling me that we had so many laps back when we really didn't have them back. <laughs> I, 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 I tried to keep up with that, and uh, uh, really yeah, you had to add them up because it, what they were showing on the screen was the differential between from one car to the next one. And my brother yeah. was watching, and he said, well, he's only five laps behind. And I said, no, he's five laps behind the car that's four laps behind the car that's two laps behind. I mean, you got to add them all up, yeah. and it's about 13. Yeah, and, and they had started their way back, and then Jack and Jack again stuck it, I think it was four hours to go, stuck it in, in the in marbles or the rocks, as they say, the marbles, but it was stuck in the rocks. And, and they had to let uh, – the, the Le Mans officials know, hey, look, our car's running. We just need to be pulled out. Y'all don't, we don't need to be a complete shutdown. Y'all just stick something to it and pull us out of the rock so we can get back going. They did, but whatever time that we had gained, which they really didn't turn out to be any positions, you know, we we finished 10th in our class. Of 16? Of, six, of, six, of 16 cars, and uh, what did you say, 16th or 17th overall? So. 17th overall, and I'm looking at it right yeah. now, and it was uh, 18 laps behind. And, yeah, you well, know, it's a long track, but 18 laps behind, you know, it, it, I, I say a miraculous comeback. Yeah. And my guys were really uh, happy that we kept pace. You know, they said, they kept asking me, did you look at our times compared to the leaders? And I said, yeah. I said, there's no doubt that had we not ran into trouble, we would have been racing that Ferrari for the for the win at the end there. But yeah, that's water under the bridge too. Well, the Ferrari, and then, and then, yeah. The then Fer- my guy come back in later that was on the fifty six. We had a guy over there with that car. You know, I told you we built the Genesis car there at Jackson, and we did all the gun work and, and everything for for Chad. Chad's getting all the credit, but really, we had a little bit, a lot to do with that deal because we did all the testing. I, I sent you photos of us testing a darn thing at VIR with uh, Kimi Raikkonen and months ago. And, uh, yeah, Mike Rockefeller. So we've been testing that car. We we've tested that car. We had one test at Seabrook for two hours. You know, well, let's talk anyway. about let's talk about that car for a minute. Now, if it finished thirty ninth, and would have been a whole lot better. But they lost the transmission sometime right after I went to bed at four thirty in the morning in the United States. Uh, uh, they were out there. I, I think they might have been up as high as twenty in the in the twenty somewhere. But uh, they ended up thirty ninth because of a what, the rear end or the transmission or what went out. Transmission. It broke the shift fork inside the transmission. It's the little fork. That when you change gears, it moves the, the like the little bell over from one gear to the next, and and they, my guy told me said, hey look, I love it caused a mess, and and that was another thing I talked to Gary about that he was wanting us wanting them to let him run the, the like an air shift on this thing a Megaline air shift. I don't know if you watched the twenty four. Was it two years ago? And that's all they could talk about was this noise they kept hearing, and it was driving them crazy that they didn't know what that noise was. And I'm sitting there yelling at the at the, the announcers, saying, "Hey, look, it's the compressor for the shifter. Y'all keep hearing it's under the dash, mm. <laughs> but just got an air compressor, and it worked. And it worked a little slave cylinder, and it changes the gears." Well, Gary was was trying to get them to let us run that on that car, a shifter like that, instead of having the stick where it's whole lot easier especially in a 24-hour race to miss a shift 
and you know you don't get it all the way in gear and it does something crazy and tries to kick it back out and ends up breaking the transmission i think that's what happened to it with jensen button whenever he was driving the car but yeah those guys they were just all having a blast driving that thing you know and you're talking about i imagine it was probably the pressure not being on anybody that jimmy did great in the car because you know, when he got in all these other cars that he's been driving, there's a lot of pressure and looking down on him. But now, over there, he wasn't really racing anybody. And, you know, there was no one in his class. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I was really concerned about how he would do. And I, I, I was very open about it that I was I, – I, I didn't expect him to do that well because he'd never seen the track. And I, I didn't I didn't even feel like he was uh, would have been one of the top three choices to be on that team. But, boy, I'm glad I was wrong. You get, you had Jensen Button, who actually a lot of people don't remember this, and I had to research it a little bit myself. But he was a 2009 Formula One champion, so I mean he's a yeah. he's a big time driver, and Jimmy Johnson and Mike Rockefeller, and uh, but I mean was Jimmy's times as he wasn't a weak link? Is that safe to say? No, 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 he wasn't a weak link. You know. Uh, it's easy to look at Jimmy and say, oh, he's over the hill, but you look and see what the cars he's in versus, or was in, and but I hear he's going to be driving a Toyota next year, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, he won't we'll be. We'll see in, how that goes. Do you, do you, I asked Deb Williams this, and she didn't really have an answer, uh, but do you think that this is, would the, the Garage 56 Camaro, is it possible this could generate uh I don't know if that's going to be a classification from now on. I don't even know if NASCAR will go back with a car or that car or whatever. But do you think this could generate other manufacturers like Ford show up with something or even Dodge or somebody? You know, I I don't know if you've seen it or not up on the NASCAR forums that I'm moderating. You'll hear, uh, I'll I'll see a fan every now and then. He'll he'll try to sync up the show say, GM. And they NASCAR didn't let Ford and Toyota. Well, look, I'm I would love that deal, and Ford and Toyota got offered the same opportunity to build a car as as GM or Chevrolet did, and then it wasn't until we did that test where we had Kimi in and got a little bit of deal going that the hierarchy at Ford and the hierarchy at Toyota started asking the race team, hey, whoa, what's this deal here? How come y'all are not partaking in that and getting track time on this car that you desperately need? And so they come flying into our shop. And I had to let the Ford people, the race people, the hierarchy engineers from Ford and the hierarchy people from Toyota look at our car that we had built, you know, and mm-hmm. say, hey, look, this is this is what we've done here this, so far. This is what it is. And and really, the Toyota people didn't act like they cared anything about it. And the Ford people, all they cared about was how we were stopping the car from catching on fire. Because back in those days, they didn't know how to put a, a baffle between the header pipe and where all the rubber was coming off the car. And you see these cars catching on fire. Yeah. It was, it was making it look bad, but it, it was it was self-induced. All you got to do is just where the rubber was building up at, just make sure it wasn't on top of a header or exhaust pipe. Mike, it, it's great. It's great having you on the show with all this insight into everything, Le Mans and and uh, and NASCAR and everything. But you uh, you got something else going on in your life right now, right? Yes, yeah, sir. 
And, and I was going to tell you, you know, back when I was in Spartanburg High School, I was sitting beside a guy in English class. And, and we were tasked to write biography. And, and this kid sitting beside me writing his biography, he was writing it on this guy named Buddy Rich. A drummer? He was a drummer. Yeah. Yeah, the drummer. <clears throat> and and I got to talking to him, and he says, yeah, he says, he says I'm going to be a I'm gonna be a drummer when I come out of school. I said, you are. He said, what you writing yours on? I said, well, I will write mine on David Pearson because I'm going to be a racer. Huh. And so we did. Well, that boy that wrote that biography on Buddy Rich ended up being Paul Riddle. For the- <laughs> <laughs> I kid it, my, you hit it dead on the nail on the head. And I told him, I told him at the time, I said, Paul, because he was asking me, he said, don't you want to come and play in our band? I said, Paul, there's no money in playing in a band. I said, I'm going to go racing. And, uh, well, that was some famous last words, wasn't it? But anyway. <laughs> I think you both did okay. Yeah, well. He did a lot better than I did. He got all these gold albums hanging over his head. I just got a few rings. Yeah, but yeah, I'm retired. I'm retiring. I just well, I have retired. Uh, I've told Gary when he come in that it's getting. <laughs> Darrell Waltrip told me back in '81. He said, "Son, you keep going around in this car the way you're going around it. You won't be able to walk when you turn 35." Well, it's getting that way now, but. I'm 70, so it's it's twice 35. I've made it, but it's getting tough for me to. I'm getting arthritis where I've overused my arms and my legs and my knees and all that stuff all those years beating on race cars and hammering hammering around on the on the circuit, and it's just it's just hurts all the time. And I can I can get up and work for 30 minutes, but then I have to sit back down for 45. It's one of those deals, and. I may take up professional carp fishing or something. Uh oh! <laughs> oh, tell me we've lost another hill to the fishing pond. <laughs> uh, my wife's really happy now that I can stay here and, and 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 work in the garden and all that. But we'll see how that goes because people ask me, "Man, you're a racer. How have you stayed married for almost forty-five years now?" And I said, "Well, that's the one thing about a racer: we don't see our wives that much to be able to." find any big differences that would cause a divorce so well i'm not going to get that personal with you but it 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 it, it is going to be different being around the house for both of you and listen yeah. if, if you listen to your body your body will tell you when it's time to do something yeah mine was telling me so look don't you be doing this don't get up you know? <laughs> well are, did you are, did you put in a notice or are you gone or are you going to come back periodically if they need you how, well, how how's it stand we left we yeah, we left on the greatest of terms. I told them, I went in and I told them, look, guys, I said, I know I'm leaving a big hole for you. And if you need me, you know, you got you got some good guys here. But if you need me to come back and, and help them with anything they've got a question with, I said, I'm just an hour and 10 minutes away. And I said, I'll come back and I'm not going to do that to anybody. I never would have done that to anybody. You know, my daddy didn't raise me to be a butthole, so I, I would not do that to a company just to walk out and slam the door i told them i said i'll i'll come back and help you with anything any and everything you know and it was it was funny i shook the the race the the race director and he grabbed me up and hugged my hand i shook the engineer's hand well apparently he had something else on his mind and then when i started out the door he come the engineer come running to me he says whoa whoa wait wait a minute what are you what was you telling me (laughs) (laughs) 
Mike, that sounds uh, like me. Well, Mike, we got to let you go, but I, I hope you'll see, keep coming on our show because you're not all of a sudden going to lose all this vast knowledge that you've got, and, and uh, we, we need you here. Well, you know, I'll be more than happy. I mean, I'm not my, – my calendar's empty right now. So <laughs> okay, well – I, I can I, help you all, like, all, you, all you need. I, well, we'll uh, we need you. I can tell you that right now. And uh, very bad. Uh, we need your brother, and he's fishing. So don't get too caught up in that fishing, because uh, um, you know I was thinking about the Hills Brothers fishing team. I mean, that could be a formidable bunch. But uh, I'd, I'd like you to stick <laughs> That'd a little be a heck of a bunch. I hope you stick a little closer to racing than Alan did. But we're getting down to the end of the show here, and I got some other ground to cover, but. Mike, I mean, it's great having you on, and I, I hope uh, I hope we'll have you on a thousand more times. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you having me on. I mean, it's it's good talking about it. You know. Well, we're going to keep you. Gonna, we're going to forget it. We're going to keep you talking about it. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk to you later. All right, Terry. Thank you, guys. All right, bye. Well, that was an announcement. It is, and listen, he's going to leave a big hole in Wheeling Engineering. I bet you he'll be back more than he thinks he will. We're getting real low on time. Let me take a break and come back and wrap up the show. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month. Or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue, lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting clients' needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing services and solutions tailored to fit your unique needs and preferences to help clients reach their personal and business goals. When you're seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to the last five minutes and 55 seconds of Start Your Engines. We've had a busy show, a good show. Fun show. Fun show, and everybody's here. So, uh, all right, let's touch on a few things before we call it a day. Uh, They did run Le Mans last week. It was the 91st. 24 hours of Le Mans, but the 100th year started it in 1923. The winner in Ferrari, and speaking of Ferrari, they had not been there in 50 years since 1973 when they finished second. They hadn't won it since 1969, but they won it this year. I was real glad to see it. Uh, I always have liked Ferrari. Uh, the winning team, James Collado, Antonio Giov- Giovinazzi, and Alessandro Pierre Guidry. Giddy, G-U-I-D-I. And that was in a Ferrari hypercar, of course. Um, second, and I won't go through all these names, but second was Toyota. Only other car on the lead lap. Third was, um, third and fourth were the two um, Ganassi Cadillacs with uh, Scott Dixon was in one of them and Seabass, Sebastian Bourdais, Earl Bamber. Ferrari was uh, came in um, fifth. Sixth and seventh were the Glickenhouses which uh, were pretty blue cars. I really enjoyed watching them race. Ryan Briscoe and Olivier Pla were in one of those. Um, Peugeot was eighth. Ninth was the Porsche. And tenth was um, our car, which finished 17th overall, the Wayland Cadillac with uh, Jack Aiken, Pipo Durrani, and Alexander Sims. So that's it for Le Mans. Great race. Looking forward to it next year. And while our own sports cars, IMSA, they um, they run again next Sunday at Salem, six hours of the Glen. Of course, that's at Watkins Glen. Nick Tandy and Matthew Jaminet, uh have a, uh, a Penske Porsche that is leading the standings. And second is still Wheeling Engineering, the Cadillac, 
and they're not that far back, 18, 25 points behind. So anything can happen. And um, a lot of their races are less than two hours. The one next week is six hours, and that's at uh, Watkins Glen. So I'll get you some TV uh, on that later. Uh, going to IndyCar, they didn't run last week, but they run tomorrow at noon in the San Cio Grand Prix of Road America, and that's at Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. I said again, noon Sunday on NBC. Point standings over there is Alex Pillow was first, Eric Marcus Erickson second, Joseph Newgarden, the uh, Indy winner, was third, Scott Dixon fourth, Patricio O'Ward fifth, Alexander Rossi sixth, Scott McLaughlin seventh, Will Power eighth, Colton Herta ninth, and Felix Rosenquist tenth. So uh, again, they run um, Sunday, Sunday at noon tomorrow. And then Formula One is gone. Uh, and, well, they're back. I'm sorry. They're back, and they will run tomorrow just about the same time as the IndyCars. And they're on ABC with um, the Grand Prix of Canada. And that's at Circuit Jules Villeneuve. And if you don't know who Jules Villeneuve was, he was a Ferrari driver, Canadian, of course, who lost his life on May 8th, 1982, in the Belgian Grand Prix at Zolder. And um, so this is in his honor. Of course, uh, Jacques Villeneuve was his brother who had a little couple of shots at Indi- at uh, Well, yeah, he won Indianapolis one year, and then he, he'd been to Daytona a couple of times in the stock cars. But uh, the scorer in Formula One, as far as I'm concerned, is Max Verstappen, five, and Sergio Perez, two, as the two Red Bull teammates have won all the races. And um, Verstappen has a whopping 53-point lead, and their part their points are hard to come by, so they probably will uh, uh, finish that way. Yeah, and everybody else is running for third. Yeah, everybody else is running for third, who happens to be Fernando Alonso, fourth is Lewis Hamilton, fifth George Russell, sixth Carlos Sainz, seventh Charles Leclerc, eighth Lance Stoll, ninth Esteban Ocon, and tenth is Pierre Gasly. Nico Hulkenberg is twelfth in the uh, the Ferrari from Charlotte. Kevin Magnuson and the other one is 17th in the standings and bringing up to rear and 20th is Logan Sargent, the American from uh, Boca Raton, I think, where he's from. <coughs> um, TV, going to get it all in, it looks like. Today, uh, IndyCar practice is going on right now, and that is on Peacock. At 12.25 on ESPN2 is Formula One practice from Montreal. At 155 on Peacock is IndyCar qualifying from Road America. At 355 on ESPN2 will be Formula One qualifying from Montreal. Tonight we do have an ARCA race, and that is at 8 o'clock on FS1 from uh, Berlin, Michigan. You said half-mile track. A little half-mile track, yep. Those can be fun to watch. It probably will be a bang slammer. Tomorrow, quickly, Formula One at 12.30 on ABC from Montreal. And IndyCar at 1.30 comes on at noon, but I think it's the pre-race. The, the, at Road America, the IndyCar. So that's it. We got about 20 seconds. Ronnie, good to have you back. Uh, it's great for everybody to be back. Tickled to see Greg again. Greg, good to have you back, buddy. It's great to be back. Well, say it. Go ahead and beat me to it. Uh... Natalie, get our table ready. <laughs> I let him say it this time. So anyway, yep, Natalie, get our table ready. Uh, thanks for listening. I think we had a great show today. Good guests. A lot of information was uh, passed over. 
passed out. We won't be on next week. Going to take a week off. And uh, in the meantime, everybody take care of yourselves until we meet again and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. of Open Mic, weekdays from 3 to 6, Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. We are And here's what you need to know. West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins was arrested on a DUI, 